0: Aloha, this is Geraldine St. Joseph. Welcome to Mystery, Mystics, and Metaphysics. Today we are discussing quick intuition. So what we're gonna be doing are quick ways that we can uh, tap into our intuition and quick ways we can enhance our intuition. This will probably be a short one. The second half is when all of us get together and we do a lot of interactive things. I will tell you a little bit about those things. But if you haven't been part of the group, you're going to miss that part. Sorry. Here we go. When we talk about intuition, people often are curious, like, how do you not know like that? It's just your mind. How do you know the difference between a thought or even an emotion and intuition? I mean, people say they have a gut feeling and things like that. Is that your intuition? What really is your intuition? The way I teach my students to differentiate between emotion and intuition is where you feel it in your body. So if it's a thought, it generally stays up here. It may not engender much in the physical body. And it just is something that you almost observe. When we're talking about a feeling, and I'm not talking about a gut feeling, I'm talking about an emotional feeling. Those are two different things. When I'm talking about emotion, uh, like, oh, I love him so much, or I'm so angry, or I just want to cry. That generally is top of chest and into the throat is where you'll feel that. Your throat constricts, it opens up. You get, you blush, you feel hot, you feel cold, but it happens in the upper part of your body primarily. Then when we talk about our intuition, Let's see if I can get this down a little bit. Sorry. But this is our solar plexus. So these are my my ribs right here. And your solar plexus is right here. Your solar plexus is one of the areas where you have um, a chakra, and a chakra is part of your core energy system. We're not gonna go into that. If you're curious about the chakra system, that is something that I've done plenty of videos on. I even have a book about it. So if you wanna look it up, you could look on some of our other videos on uh, Facebook, YouTube, and everywhere else where we are. But you feel it here. And what happens here is it'll either get really tight and feel like it's pulling you back, which is a sensation of "Get, get out of here, this is not good or it'll open up and feel like it's pulling you forward. There's a feeling of excitement, you know, like having uh, butterflies in your stomach and that kind of thing. This is the gut that we're talking about when we talk about you have a gut instinct. This is where your intuition lives and will tell you either this is a good idea or you need to run away. And if it's saying to run away, listen, because even if you feel foolish in the moment, it's much better to feel foolish in the moment And be judged for reacting than it is to be in a situation that is potentially dangerous because usually when this is going off that's a danger signal, so you want to listen to that you want to become more aware of your body and your physical. um, Expressions and your physical reactions to things. You can do this in a myriad of ways. Now. Today, we're talking about quick intuition. So we're going to be doing fast things. I do have an entire series of classes that is specifically to explore your intuition. And we start with general intuition and energy body going through shadow work and then dealing with your spirit guides. So that's like a deep dive. This is very surface. So this is stuff that you're going to do to play around and just test it and see where you are. So we know intuition isn't in here. One way that you can get an honest answer about things, and my son and I do this all the time, is if you want a quick answer to something and it's a yes or a no, you can ask just about anybody and be like, uh, like I'll call him or, or my stepdaughter sometimes will text me. She goes, yes or no. And I give her the first answer I get. And the majority of the time, that's the way that she needs to go, because that's intuition acting very quickly. When you begin to think about things and try to make things make sense. That's when things don't work. That's when you come out of your intuition. So when we do readings and we talk about. um like reading the tarot 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 however you want to pronounce uh, pronounce it we often see people who will look at a card and they'll be like oh well and they'll think about it. that means x y and z they're not reading they're not giving you a psychic reading if that's what they're doing because as soon as you go into the mind you're out of your intuition it's it's not there anymore You're pushing it aside because the mind is usually front and center. Intuition is generally in the background a little bit more. It's a little, it's the small, quiet voice. Every once in a while, you will get a loud shout in your ear. Like if you're driving and there's a deer about to jump in front of your car, like stop
1: or slow down. And
0: then you you just react. But most people don't get that unless they're already tapped in. So You want to be tapped in because it helps prevent actual accidents, but it actually helps you navigate the world in a way that is uh, geared towards your highest and greatest good and your, your best potential. So we look at a card. So this is the seven of pentacles. If you look in a book, it'll give you a book answer. We're not interested in what the book has to say. Now, is it good to have somewhat of a background? Yes, but if you're wearing something, can I answer a question? Um, sure. Okay. Um, so my question is: is um, at what point do you do something with your tapped-in um knowledge, like? What do you do after that? What do you mean? Um, like if you're, if you're in the flow and you're tapped in, you're constantly navigating by it once, you, once you're there. And you can feel when you're out of the flow because things get a little more frustrating. It's a little more clunky. And then you get back into the flow. Okay. I just didn't know what to do. Okay. So, so as we go on, I think, I think we'll figure that out. Okay. And if I still don't answer by the end, remind me and we'll go back to it. Okay. Okay. Thank you. You're welcome. So if you're using something like cards and you're like, what's my day going to be like, and you pull a card, some people are going to want to read the book and do that kind of thing. And that's fine. Especially if you're reading for yourself, it could be a little bit more difficult. However, the way I I have my pupils learn the decks is not through learning what does this mean, but by looking at it quickly, putting it down, what stood out to you, what caught your eye, where did spirit draw your attention? And whatever spirit drew your attention to, that's what you need to pay attention to. So if you look at any one of these cards, now this is the Rider-Waite row, and I did pull several other tarot decks just to show you the differences between like the iconography that that is in these. So you would have, now this isn't the same card, but you could see how different that type of picture is from the Rider Waite. The Rider Waite is very busy. And at the same time, it's clear so you're it's most of it is easy to see most of it is surface but then there's stuff in the background there are things hidden in the picture that may draw your eye that you didn't know were there and that most books are not going to tell you about that they don't include so when you're looking at it and the first thing that pulls your eye like for instance so we're looking at this guy he's obviously looks like he's he's got this at his feet so the pentacles generally are about something physical it's about money it could be about finances it could also be about work and it's about having done the work like looking at what you've accomplished then you see he's got the one at his feet but he's like kind of peering at these guys but what is he he leaning on he's leaning on a wand and a wand is fire that's inspiration he obviously is tired he's done a lot He's accomplished a lot, but he's not finished yet. So he's surveying to see, okay, what still needs to be done? That's what I got out of this card this time when I looked at it. You may look at it another time and see that he's wearing orange, which is usually creativity. Maybe he's trying to figure out a more creative way to get things done. Or maybe he's he's going to earn money through his creativity. So... Looking at it and figuring out what it is, where your eye is pulled and what that means to you, not to somebody else, but to you will give you what the actual meaning is in that particular reading. The same holds true if you're reading for someone else to just go with the first things. It's, it's something to focus on. You're not actually reading the cards once you, you've really become accustomed to doing this. What you're doing is you're taking a look at a snapshot and it could be one, one card, and that upside down. It could be one card or it could be a layout and the layouts need something also. But when you're looking at a layout, you're looking at a story. So how does that all connect? which cards are pulling your attention, so what's most important, and so on and so forth. Now, the Tarot is very intricate. Like I said, there's a lot going on there and it's a really good tool to hone your intuition if you work with it. I do have a web class called the Soul of Tarot where we go through and we learn all about how to read intuitively versus just reading the cards. But as we all know, there's like a million different kinds of cards now. Like these are the moon cards. These are soul coaching. This is called Beyond Lemuria. We have an angel tarot. We have my favorite, which is the Oracle, of the triad. You can see my very well-loved box. I've been reading the same deck since 1995. And they all have their own mythology to them. But the thing is that if you're going to use that as a tool to learn your language with it and to be able to speak with it last week we did playing with your pendulum this is a pendulum this is also a pendulum and the truth of the matter is you could use almost anything as a pendulum as long as it's something that is free hanging and that can move because you you can't have something where it's like on the table and it's not going to be able to move it's got to be something that has space to move in, to be able to utilize it. So when you're asking a question in order to get that first burst of intuition, always go with your very first instinct. You know how people talk about first impressions really count? That is true because on your first impression of a person, like when you just knee-jerk reaction, Feeling their energy, not necessarily by what they look like, judging what they look like, but feeling the energy, you can get a better estimation of someone than sitting there and talking to them for half an hour. So go with that first impression. My challenge to you is during the next week, as you go through your day, keep a little notebook with you. And when you get impressions of things, just write it down real quick. If your phone rings before you look to see who it is, because that kind of ruins it now, you just write it down. How many times are you right? How many times are you thinking of somebody and then suddenly you get a phone call? How many times are you thinking of a song and you turn on the radio and it's there? Or your friend is also singing the same song and it's something like, you know, the banana bunch or something like that where it's, you haven't heard it in, in decades. These kind of coincidences show you that you're getting into the flow and that your intuition is ready to be activated or that it already is activated. So when we talk about a pendulum, a pendulum is a very easy tool to use to get answers because it is a simple yes and no kind of device. Can you use it for more detailed work like Uh, looking at your physical body looking at your aura checking your your chakras and all that yes you can but for the beginner the pendulum is very very easy so generally you want your elbow like on the table or something like that you want it someplace where it's going to be stable You want to know who you're talking to so I always call in Gabriel because he's my primary guide you may not know your guide by name not everyone does especially not in the beginning but you may want to say something like okay I call to my guardian angel are you present now watch the Watch the pendulum. I call to my guardian angel now. If you are present, please make the pendulum do a circular motion. Okay, thank you. Stop the pendulum, please. Always, always be polite. Always thank whoever or whatever is helping you. All right, so there's a lot of crazy energy today. Usually when I say stop the pendulum, please, he stops immediately. Gabe, can you stop the pendulum, please? Yeah, I didn't mean (laughs) for you to answer it. Please stop the pendulum. Dude, what is up? It's just like having a cat, you know. You say one thing. So then with the pendulum, you say, show me yes. Thank you, stop the pendulum, please. Show me a no. Show me a no, Gabe, please. All right, you are you in a funky mood? We're gonna stop with the pendulum. So with the pendulum, this is yes, this is no. And if it starts with a yes or a no, and then it goes in a circle, that's either yes, maybe, or no, maybe, or it could be no, but, um, saying that there's, there's more information that, need, that is needed. All kind of pendulums. That was a little embarrassing because that was all over the place. And it's usually not like that. You can watch my last video to check that out. But anyway, so pendulums you could use for a lot of different things. I don't know culturally which cultures do this, but as a kid, I'm, I was raised Italian um, in an Italian neighborhood with the Italian grandmas and they would get a pendulum or they would put a pin on a thread when a woman was pregnant, then they would go over her belly to see whether it was a boy or a girl. And those were usually very accurate. So using pendulums, they've been used throughout time for many different things and they're very simple tools to use unless the energy is crazy like it is right now or you've got the shakes, which maybe I do, I don't know. Then my second favorite thing to use to help me really hone my my intuition is crystals i i love crystals and i have a whole course on crystals and they can be used in so many different ways to do so many different things but the first thing you have to do is purchase your crystals or find them a lot of my crystals actually came directly out of the ground where i found them when i was walking or, uh, you know, I might come a- across them just out Can we in the earth. talk about astral projection? Um, that's not really a part of intuition. That's separate. Okay. So with crystals, when you decide which crystals you want or that you're attracted to, the best way to choose is if you have a lot of crystals, like you're in a crystal store, and you're going over them, take your hand and go over the crystals and see which one pulls your hand. Or it may feel like heat's coming up from one and that's the one you choose. Or it could be one that stays in your mind even after you leave the store, like you keep you dream about it or you keep thinking about it. That is a crystal that wants to work with you. You wanna pick that up and then utilize the crystal for your, your work. When we talk about talking to spirit or having direct communication with our spirit guides and our loved ones who have crossed over and whatnot, one of the easiest ways to tap in and to help us to really hone in on that energy is to use, this is an amethyst, it's really dark. So it's called a Chevron amethyst, it's a special type, but you don't need a special amethyst, you just need an amethyst. These guys are also amethyst. You can see, that's a really dark one. This is a much lighter one. And I think this guy might have some um rutile in it, but using an amethyst, preferably an amethyst point and you put it to your left temple as you're meditating or you're focusing on communicating with whoever it is that you want to communicate with. And it's almost like dialing in the, Vibration of an amethyst is so high that it cleanses the crystals around it. And it also raises your vibration so so that you can hear and understand what's being said to you from the other side or from higher entities. It helps keep you at a vibration too, where you're not pulling in negativity or getting information from anything negative. Okay, so we have that. So right now we have answering questions quickly, just going with your first impression. We have figuring out your body, really knowing when something is hitting your solar plexus. We have utilizing crystals to see what is pulling you and how it makes you feel. And we have using a pendulum. Oh, and we talked about the cards also. A good way also to hone your intuition and to get more where you're quicker with it is to get a regular playing deck of cards. And believe it or not, I do not have a regular playing deck in my house for some reason, but get a regular playing deck of cards because they're just red and black. And going through the deck and calling which one is going to pop up and keeping track of how many times you are correct and how many times you're not correct. Once you are more than 70% correct, that is considered intuition. That is considered being gifted. A normal person will be correct 30 to 35% of the time. Someone who is truly gifted is usually correct about 70% of the time. The best psychics are generally between 75 and 80%. You'll note not anyone that has ever been tested is a hundred percent. So anybody who's telling you that they're a hundred percent correct all the time is probably not telling the truth. Just be aware of that, that even the best of psychics and clairvoyance, because we do have, um, we have the power of choice, we can change things and we could change the direction of energy at any point. We, just because I saw something doesn't necessarily mean that's where things are gonna carry through to. It's just that that's where things are going to carry through to if you continue on the path you are on right now. So if you're going to use meditation, which I highly recommend getting into a habit of meditating every day, doing some kind of a clearing and meditating every day so that you're speaking to your soul, you're speaking to your spirit. You're opening yourself up energetically, but you're also cleansing yourself energetically and you're centering yourself. It's very important to know the difference between you and what's outside of you to be able to reference whether something is from your intuition or not. Using amethyst is excellent for this because it is such a high vibration um, gemstone and because it does not need to be cleansed. Now, gemstones, when you get them, they need to be cleansed, which most people know, which a cleansing is a clearing. They also need to be charged and they need to be programmed. What does that mean? So charged means you're not just clearing stuff out, you're putting white light energy back in to empower them and energize them, to wake them up, You're putting loving energy in there, basically, is what you're doing. Then to program them, you let them know what it is that you selected them for or maybe why they selected you. So, for instance, you have something like um, citrine. Citrine is called the merchant stone and it's to bring in prosperity. It's very high vibration, just like your amethyst. And actually most citrine that you purchase is actually an amethyst that has been heat treated to change the color. So because their vibrations are so close to one another and because this doesn't do a lot of harm to the stone, they still can be utilized. If a stone is irradiated though, You cannot use it. It's not good for any type of healing and you shouldn't actually have it anywhere near you because they they can be dangerous. They're not good when they irradiate the stones. And they do that to create like mystic topaz and those black stones that kind of shimmer. That is a stone that has been tortured to death, basically. Um, So utilizing these stones to clear your space and keep things in a higher vibe... (coughs) is a good idea when you're trying to raise your vibration and get more into your intuition. Your intuition is not about fear. It may be about making you notice something. Yes, smoky quartz has some radiation in it, but naturally. So this is a a rutilated smoky quartz and smoky quartz is actually a very um, protective stone too. It's very grounding. Um, the rutilated quartz, it gives it a higher vibration. <clears throat> oh, excuse me. I have a tickle in my throat. <clears> throat. So yes, there's a difference between a stone that naturally has, um, that kind of vibration in it and a stone that has been irradiated by people in order to, to give it a different appearance, like a crack stone, um, like the mystic topaz and that kind of thing. So Once you find your stones and it's good to sleep with them near you, depending on what the stone is and what it's doing. For instance, if you have a stone like this, this is called a manzanite, this is very calming. It is for stress release, that's what it's for. Then if you get something that is more, we'll say carnelian. Carnelian is more for focus and inspiration. So you don't want to get a stone that's for helping you stay awake and get things done and try to sleep with it next to your bed at night. You want to use the stones that are soothing for that. Then you have stones that can be used for either. Like this is golden calcite. I love this piece, it's so big. I have the same piece back there that is much smaller. It's the same type of stone. And this is very good for both grounding and balancing and it's good for um, giving you self-esteem and and helping you see things more clearly and pumping you up but it's also good for aligning your chakras and helping you calm down so this can be used for either so I'm going to get off of the uh, the crystal kick just to know that that is one of the ways that you can enhance your intuition is by Um, meditating with your crystals helps you to get to know them better. You get to understand their energy more. You get to understand what they're doing for you more and how they vibe with your energy, because I may find a stone to be very soothing and my son will pick it up and it gets him all hyper. It's just like different foods and different medications It may do one thing for one person and something totally different for someone else. So don't assume because a book tells you that this is what this stone is supposed to do, that that is exactly the way it's gonna work with you. You need to work with it a little bit and see where you're at with it. Okay, so let's see. Trying to remember if there was anything else that I wanted to say before we go on to the next part. So games you can play to hone your intuition is you could pick a card of the day and just jot down what it makes you think of when you look at it and see how that relates to how your day turns out at the end of the day. You can guess who is on the phone before you look to see who called. You can, um, try to, (laughs) I like playing these games with friends of mine, but they know that we're playing. So I will have, um, Certain friends that will try to either have a dream together or we'll try to project to one another to see if we can get the other person to call us or to text us and get that vibe so that we're a little bit more connected. Um, Doing things like that and just really learning your body is how you become more quickly intuitive, being aware, being in the now. Don't be stressed about tomorrow or worried about something else. Be in your physical body now and see how is it feeling? What is it needing? And where are we going? And that will help you quickly accelerate your intuition. Now, as I said, I have a lot of classes that are online now that can be taken as uh, web classes. So you could take them at your own pace to learn about all these different things. There are so many different things that you need to find out what it is that you're interested in, what vibes with you. Not everybody loves gemstones. Not everybody loves tarot cards. Not everybody likes doing the pendulum. So you need to figure out what works for you and what is the language that you are learning. Another thing is triple digits. A lot of people talk about this. Oh, excuse me. A lot of people um, talk about seeing triple digits. The way Gabriel communicates with me, one of the ways that I found is if he really wants me to pay attention to something or let me know something big is about to occur, I not only will see triple digits, like some people have certain number sequences that they see. It could be two, three, four. It could be five, seven, nine. It could be any sequence that means something to you it doesn't have to mean something to anybody else it could just be like oh i notice every time i see this sequence of numbers something happens right afterwards or i see it when something is going on then then you're beginning to learn the language spirit will show me a sequence like the other day when we were driving somewhere uh It was like zero, 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 one, 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 two, 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 four, 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 seven, 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 nine, nine, nine. Everybody's license plate around me was like triple digits driving. So that told me that I needed to be especially aware of where I was going and what I was doing and how the energy felt to me and just to be more conscious of what was going on. And it was a heads up that something big was about to occur or I was gonna get a download or something of that nature. You need to learn your own language because you will have your own language. If you're relying on the internet for information, that's fine, except that the internet is an amalgamation of different people's belief systems and what they believe to have happened. There are times when we try to come together and agree on certain things, like certain terms and stuff like that, but there really is no agreement across the board, even in terminology. So even things like a soulmate, like there's a a vernacular way of looking at it, and then there's the more spiritual way of looking at it, and then there's everything in between. So learning what things mean to you and making it personal is the most important thing. That being said, this is Geraldine St. Joseph. And if you'd like to work with me one-on-one or if you'd like to see some of my classes, please take a look at my website, geraldinstjoseph.com or contact me on Meetup or YouTube or wherever you've seen this video. Alrighty, thank you so much. Now we're gonna go over to the the full class and where we'll have some interactive play. Thank you.